Hello and welcome to Season 1 of Career Inspiration by VentureFizz. On this episode, Keith Klein is joined by Mike Brown, VP of Talent at Shift Analytics. They discuss building a successful employee referral program, the challenges of hiring user experience professionals, recruiting talent in the suburbs, and the importance of having a side hustle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 1 of the VentureFizz Career Inspiration Podcast. I'm Keith Klein, the founder of VentureFizz and the host for today's program. As you know, VentureFizz is Boston's most trusted source for tech and startup jobs, news, and insights. For the first season of our podcast, we're speaking with some exceptionally talented leaders who head up the HR and talent acquisition function at some of Boston's fastest growing companies. Today, I'm really excited to have Mike Brown on our show. He is the VP of Talent at Shift Analytics and Waltham. Hello, Mike, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So Mike is an applied psychology major. So I better be careful with this interview as he might try to switch things up on me. So I'm going to be super cautious here. Obviously, just kidding. But in all seriousness, one doesn't graduate with a degree in recruiting. So how did you end up in this profession after graduating from Ithaca? Uh, Well, it was totally by mistake, to be totally honest. Um, I went on what I thought was going to be an interview for a marketing job. Uh, It was actually at a recruiting agency. And about 10 minutes into the interview, they switched it up on me and said, actually, I think you'd be a great recruiter. Would you be interested in interviewing for the job? I said, yes. I interviewed for the job. By the end of the day, they offered me the job. I went home and declined the job. Um, But that really got me thinking about what recruiting was. And from there, my parents really connected me with a family friend and the rest is history. So you had a family friend that was already in the profession? Yeah. Working at an agency or working in-house? He was an agency, actually an agency owner um, uh, bio, in the biotech space. Okay. So walk us through your background from there. So from there, I popped uh, in and out of uh, the agency space. I was uh, started out on uh, running a full desk um, as uh, primarily in the tech space, um, focused on software engineers and product management. Um, from there, I... Uh, I was recruited to another agency where I took on a role focused more on the contract side. So I wanted to be exposed to the other side of the business, again, technically focused uh, from there. And uh, I went to another agency to be able to uh, take on a little bit more management. And then from there, I I bounced in and out of of corporate roles um, until today where I've really focused um, on on the corporate side of the business. Got it. Okay. A common thread for a lot of the people I've been interviewing for this podcast is the fact that they do have agency experience before going in-house. What, do you think that's a benefit? Yeah, it's a, it's a huge benefit, and it's actually part of the profile that I look for in all the recruiters um, that have ever worked for me um, in, in my, you know, my corporate experience. You know, I, think, I think what it does is that it you know gives you a really solid fundamentals uh, as it relates to training, uh, the negotiation skills, the unique sourcing that's involved, and all just the the overall you know closed door you know the nose that come with with the agency really thickens the skin. So I guess an extension of that, what traits do you think make a good in-house recruiter then? Well, I, I think, um, you know, as it relates to in-house recruiting, I, I think it's the ability to, you know, switch gears. So bringing a lot of hustle, um, it's got to be, you know, you've got to have the ability to tell a great story and listen equally. Um, knowledge of the space so that you can influence uh, and help, you know, push things along and understanding of your market. Um, 
passionate about the craft, right? I think for me, it's, it's, you know, how do you stay ahead of the curve, right? What else, what is everybody doing? How do you, how do you, you know, how are you going to be the best? Um, and then at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot of emotional intelligence, being able to read the situation and build strong relationships. Yep. It all is all about relationships, no doubt. You have a, a unique perspective being that you've worked for uh, different companies at different stages. For instance, Leapfrog was a small to mid-sized company. Uh, you joined Acquia when they were about 100 people and they were in super hyper growth mode. And now at Shift Analytics, the company has pretty much doubled in size since you've been there. What are the differences that you've noticed from each different scenario? Well, I think I think a lot of it has to do um, also just in terms of like the context and time when I was at the company. So, for instance, at Leapfrog, um, when I got there, it had established roots, established brands. So it was more about extending that and executing. So much less talk around culture and more focus on skills. And I think a lot of that had to also do with the time we were in. Um, Acquia was a, a total ride. Um, we were always reinventing. There was a heavy focus on the open source community community. And so it was initially aimed at developers and then it became a broader focus aimed at more digital experience. Um, the thing that I thought was unique about Acquia is that in the early days we were just filling roles, right? We were filling roles and we were making sure that focus were really aligned to the culture and we were less focused on how we were getting them and the data that's, that comes from that. And so as the evolution came, the data became more more prevalent um, in terms of how to steer the ship. Um, at Shift, it's been culture forward. Uh, we are fit first, we align to core values. Um, we're very focused on staying ahead of the trends and really operating the talent acquisition function as if it's a marketing or sales funnel. Um, we're really data focused. Uh, we're, well, we're an analytics company, so we should be, but very data focused, uh, especially with limited budgets and being able to steer, um, you know, to, to be uh, essentially, you know, to get the most bang and ROI for our buck. Sure. Uh, let's take a little deeper dive into Acquia, since that's one of the flagship companies in the Boston tech community these days. You joined the companies as its sole technical recruiter. So it sounds like um, they had a recruitment function that was outsourced. You came in as their first in-house recruiter, ultimately focused on building out the engineering function at first. How did you go about hiring for engineering at a company at that stage? What types of things did you do or any tips that you pass along in terms of hiring engineers? Yeah, yeah. So I think... First and foremost, it was a ton of hustle, right? That was that was where I, you know, it was like at that time, it just felt like like all there was to do uh, was go find more engineers. Um, and and as I look back on what I was doing, I was actually doing a lot more than just going out and, and manpowering some to some engineers, right? I was I dug in. I was all about the company story. Um, I had the guts to to put myself out there and and you know. Put myself into this community that I didn't quite understand at the time. I asked a lot of questions. I made this partnership with the business. Uh, that, that was incredible. It got to a point where, you know, I had these relationships with engineering leaders at Acquia, uh, where we had trust for one another. Um, we could be innovative in our sourcing together. We could be wacky. I worked with Andrew Kenny a lot, um, and we we would always have these crazy email campaigns going with these insane taglines. Um, my favorite, throw a NoSQL mullet. 
um, was the the best one that I can that I can remember. Um, but it was always constantly reinventing the process. We were focused on you know how do we you know eliminate you know useless rounds in the interviews. How can we create more virtual based interviews? That was a really big thing at the time. So focused on Skype, um, especially where we were we were going and, and attracting and finding talent, you know, in other parts other than just Boston. So it was a lot of internal awareness, a lot of, um, you know, putting putting the pedal to the metal, if you will. Um, but it also there was we had a really a solid referral program. We had good alignment with marketing. That was a one one of the best things that I had going at Acquia. And and then, you know, it was obviously, you know, scaling um, the, the, the engineering team with a team of amazing recruiters, you know, once we really got up and running. At first, were you looking for people that had Drupal experience? Was that like a requirement that would be really challenging? I would think. Yeah. So in the, in the early days, uh, every role at Acquia had some Drupal flair, mm -hmm. um, whether it was in engineering or professional services or support it, it you know, the profile, the baseline profile, you know, was fairly consistent. And that was actually one of the keys to my success early on was was really trying to understand a true baseline profile since I was hiring for such a variety of roles. Let's talk about scale at Acquia. You touched upon that a little bit. You joined and it seems like your career really started to scale along with the scale of Acquia's growth and uh, demands for hiring you ultimately progressed to their global director of talent acquisition. What were the challenges that you encountered during that scaling process, as well as how your role evolved into more of a management type of position? Yeah, so it, there's all sorts of challenges that, that came with that. Um, one, of the, one of the biggest and, and most interesting to me was, you know, scaling Acquia globally um, and, and adding, you know, all the various additional functions in the business uh, throughout the world. And, you know, that brought its own challenges as it related to um, all the intricacies of, of hiring in each company, uh, country. Um, how, do, how do you start up a new office? Um, how do you, you know, support that office from afar and, and engage with that office? Um, so for me, it was, a, a, there was a lot of team challenges and, and some, you know, personality challenges that were, you know, unique to all the various kind of global expansion um, the other, the other thing that I think, you know, really, um, was a challenge was, was becoming more data driven, right? There was a need as we grew to become a lot more data driven, um, because the program got a lot larger, right? And so, you know, having that data and, and understanding where we, where we fit in into the business really enabled me to dial up and dial, dial up and down my team, for instance, um, the other, the other thing was just the sheer volume of hiring. That was a challenge. Um, you know, there was there was a year where we had um, taken on an investment round mid-year, um, and the business came back and, and decided that they needed to, to immediately make more impact using that funding, and so they dropped an additional hundred roles into the hiring plan. And and for a hiring plan that was already over three hundred people that was going to be a, a really big year for us. Um, so for me, it was a lot about also putting boots on, on the street as it related to recruiting. So I had to expand my team in the US, in the UK, in uh, Australia, in India, in Toronto. So there was a lot of thinking about what did that look like? And then 
to, to top it all off, how do you brand in all of those places and how do you make a meaningful brand happen? Because what we do here isn't going to resonate the same as what we do in India, for instance. Um, so that was, that was a num another challenge to think about. At one point you had 400 open roles. Was that kind of the height of one of the That times? was, yeah, it was at 400 roles for the year. So, um, and at one point we had opened um, all 100 uh, of, that, of that investment case. Got it. Okay. Uh, and how did you figure out each region, how to build up an employment brand in different countries? Did you just travel and meet with people over there and figure it out? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of, a lot of um, trial by fire, if you will. Um, you know, there was, a, there were, there was mistake, plenty of mistakes made um, as we would grow out those particular territories and especially from a branding perspective. Um, trying to understand what what you know motivated and what other people wanted to hear about um, was was a challenge, and so it was travel to the site. It was um, really align with with the recruiter that I that I'd hired, um, trusting that they understood the the territory that they worked in and were a, a credible expert. Um, and then I think it was also working with our business. Um, luckily, Aquia was was you know, poised, you know, kind of in the marketing space, uh, if you will. So there was, there was a lot of goodwill um, from the overall open source community to, to be a, a listener. Um, and, and so that was a leg up that we definitely had at Acquia over other places that I've been. Yeah, and obviously Drupal being, you know, such a well-known open source CMS, you must have had that benefit of international awareness of what is Drupal. But who is Acquia in relation to Drupal? That yes, that as well as you know having having Dries Boitard as CTO of the company at the time, that was uh, that was a great part of the story that I would get to tell. You know, the inventor of the largest open source project known to man is the CTO of our company. Very cool, very cool point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shifting to your current job, Kift Analytics, no pun intended. Uh, talk about uh, building out an employment brand for Shift. Uh, it's a company that's based in uh, Waltham, and uh, you know, for probably when you joined, it probably was flying under the radar. Um, so, if you could tell us first, what does Shift do as far as the company, and second, how did you go about building out the employment brand that now resonates with the Boston Tech community? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it was uh, definitely a company that was flying low when I first got here. So. Um, Shift provides cloud-based data analytics and insight uh, that enables life science companies, primarily pharmaceutical companies, to make be better business de uh, decisions uh, in a couple of different ways. So we help create efficiencies uh, with commercial operations. So how are drugs pushed to market? So think revenue generating activities. Uh, and then we also work with uh, the clinical side of the house to enable uh, clinical trial outcomes research uh, to to be more efficient. Um, so those are the the two ways that we work. So we are a SaaS based software company uh, based here in Waltham. Okay. What are the, some of the things that you did kind of when you joined? Uh, was there a talent acquisition function? What did you like? You know, you've got this experience working at Acquia, which scaled in hyper growth mode. You come in to shift that at the time was seventy five people. I think you said. Yeah. What yeah. were the first things you did? Like, what was the Mike Brown playbook of, okay, 
we're going to build a company and build an employment brand here. So, you know, Playbook was initially, um, there, you know, there was no, there was no recruiters here when I got here. So there was, uh, our HR team was, was here, um, and, and, you know, would, was kind of funneling resumes to the appropriate hiring manager, hiring manager had their own process. So initially it was, cre I created a standard process that really inserted myself as the recruiter, um, and, and built a, a, you know, a pretty streamlined process that we could have implement from, from team to team. Um, but even before I got to that, you know, one of the things that I had to look at was, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this as soon as I start, you know, making moves in the industry. And so, you know, how am I going to ensure that, you know, our brand is secure, uh, especially where people are going to ask, like, where have you been? Uh, why haven't I heard of you? So for me, it was, I'm going to get to shift and I'm going to make a ton of noise and I'm going to make that noise consistently and I'm going to make it creatively. And I'm going to do things, you know, from an external uh, awareness perspective, like, you know, partnering with you, Keith, uh, you know, on, on, you know, platforms like VentureFizz to help raise a, awareness. I'm going to, you know, partner with our marketing team to focus on social campaigns. And, you know, one of the things that I found is that creating a real transparent lens into the company is really going to enable people to get a better understanding of, of who you are as an organization. Uh, hopefully, you know, increasing the the traffic that that we see, uh, you know, from an applicant perspective. Um, the other side of it was the the in the kind of the in internal workings of Shift. The you know when I first got here, it also felt a bit a bit disjointed as at, related to what did each department actually do and what did each role do. Um, so there's been a lot of focus on internal awareness around each role. Um, you know, part of that is through our referral program. Part of that is is through the hot jobs awareness that we do each week, um, and it's just getting more people talking. Um, we also have you know been really focused on the overall experience, so candidate experience all the way through alumni experience. And in this case, candidate experience was a really big focus for us. So we get a lot of folk. We get a lot of, or most companies get a lot of of attention as it relates to their process, how they interact with, with candidates, uh, the amount of information that can be found. And my goal is to, again, create a transparent lens. So, um, you know, our, our, our focus on the candidate experience has always been something that was streamlined, well, well thought out, well planned out. And, you know, we, we as a talent acquisition team at Shift have, you know, made it well, aware, well known to our teams that it needs to be executed executed well against as well. Yeah, the candidate experience is definitely a key factor for a company's overall success when it comes to hiring, no doubt. Um, so I, I guess, uh, you know, beyond that, you talked about um, referrals, employee referrals, and you alluded to something about like hot jobs. What are you doing to incentivize employees to pass along referrals? And what is the hot jobs program that you referred to? Yeah, so um, our, our referral program is pretty simple. Um, we just to, to sit for the ease of, of, you know, simplification, every role at Shift has the same dollar amount uh, tied to it. So there's a $5,000 bounty for any role that's, that's filled by an internal referral. Um, half of that role, half of the money gets paid when the candidate starts, and then half of that money gets paid 90 days after the candidate starts. And so there's a little trigger there for quality of referral. 
Um, so that way, even our employees have a little skin in the game. Um, but, you know, for us, you know, it's, it's um, you know, there, there's also been, you know, a real focus on just awareness. So you alluded to kind of the hot jobs program. So um, in that role or in that program, rather, we're really just making awareness happen. So we put, we're putting awareness out on Slack. We're, we're uh, at the company update meetings. We're talking about all the open roles or the hot jobs. We send out a weekly email with a, with a, a silly meme every week around the hot jobs. Uh, and then my recruiter Prince is constantly talking about our, our hot jobs with new hires uh, when they come around. And we've been hiring so frequently that there's a lot, a lot of new folks coming around making referrals. Uh, the referral program has been a true testament to people wanting to work at Shift. I believe. Uh, we were earlier this year up to 60% uh, on, in, in terms of, of uh, roles filled by referrals. Um, and right now we're at 52. So really, really solid. Yeah. yeah, it's really impressive. Are there particular areas that are more challenging than others in terms of recruiting these days? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, so the the ever the ever challenging UX roles, you know, still exist. Um, and then the other side of it is is data science. And so those are those are the two. And, and obviously, we're a data analytics company. So those and and we value the the insights that we create. So the UX is really important. The data visualization. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, then the, the, the algorithms on the back end that actually make it all work is just as equally as important. So the data science and the PhD scientists are, are incredibly uh, use, useful and valuable. So, and, and obviously that's, that's why they've, uh, there's such a, a demand on the street. Data science is definitely on the tip of everyone's tongue these days. Oh yeah. User experience. Uh, why do you think it's so challenging to hire for that function? I think I think it's hard to ch to hire for the function because it's all about the individual's lens. Um, you know, as as they go to to kind of evaluate the candidate. So it, it's 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 not as um, subjective as you know maybe you know some of the other roles are to fill, and and so you're looking at a lot more of the portfolio and it's it's more about the look and feel um obviously there are design aesthetics and best practices but again it's 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 more about the the feel um and we've we've you know made it even more complex um by adding a major focus in data visualization um you know having having well thought out data viz is you know is powerful for a company like Shift in, in being able to provide multi-dimensional data. Shift has beautiful offices in Waltham. Yep. Um, are there any differences that you've noticed hiring, you know, Aqua is right in downtown Boston uh, versus in the Burbs? You know, it's, it's there's, I, I'm gonna say yes and no to this one. Um, so there, it's, it's less challenging than you probably would think. Um, given our location, we have access to the commuter rail, we have access to public transportation, we've got a ton of free parking, right? These are some of the things that, that I didn't have at Acquia um, that, um, you know, may, may help us. Um, but, 
But I think what, one of the things that we that we found is that we can appeal to based on our location, we can appeal to um, north, south, east, and west, um, which has has opened opened the door. And there's believe it or not, uh, there is a huge population of folks that just don't want to go to the city. Um, and and being that last exit right before the city, this is uh, it's very helpful. We're also on the side of Waltham that's that's a little bit more fun. So we're on the Moody Street side, uh, where where things are starting to happen. Um, something else that's on the tip of everyone's tongue these days is uh, creating a diverse and inclusive workforce. What's Shift doing to um, to focus on those initiatives these days? Yeah, so we're it's for us it's a it's a it's top of mind. Uh, we've been thinking a lot about it. It's um, our our folks have asked us to. Uh, think about ways that we can um, create more of a true inclusive culture. Um, I think we do a really good job on it uh, already, and we've we've been really transparent with our data, uh, and we will continue to do that. Um, we've we've built out a women in tech program recently. Uh, this was this was in efforts to really kind of promote uh, the women that we have at Shift. But also to create awareness for the men that are that are here as well to help them understand the new, the unique challenges uh, that the women in, that women in tech women in tech face. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, by by creating that awareness, sharing data, our team can really kind of create a, a true stronger bond, and and that trust will will really increase. How does one get a job at Shift? It sounds like employee referrals is uh, obviously one good channel, but what are other ways that someone about getting your attention yeah the great great question so we get a lot of outreach at Prince and I and and we actually respond to every one of them so people can reach us directly on LinkedIn email what have you um, we also don't treat our job site like a black hole um, so every applicant gets a response uh, and and or uh, you know a, an interview, um, and so that's that. Those are probably the best ways to to go about it. Referrals obviously get a get a lot of attention here as well. Beyond uh, you know opening the door with sending a resume or applying to one of your jobs, uh, when you actually get the resume in, in hand or you know open it up, what what are you looking at as far as evaluating talent? Whether if it's in a resume, LinkedIn profile, what are the things you're looking for? So I'm looking at tenure. I'm, all, I'm, I'm interested in, in how long folks stay at, at uh, their, their various employment. I'm interested in any sort of trends that that, you know, that shows as well. Um, education, uh, that's an interesting one. I'm also, I'm always highly intrigued by folks that have the side hustle um, and, and have a way to demonstrate that on a resume as well. It always piques my interest because I, I tend to find that the folks that have the side hustle are the true passionate ones. Um, side hustle and like a side project they're working on. Yeah, exactly. What's that? What's that side project? You know, that's that's keeping you uh, keeping you busy at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that definitely shows hustle. Uh, pet peeves. Oh, I got I got a this is an easy one. It goes it goes somewhat along the same lines of no shoe, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Uh -huh. uh, it, it goes along the lines of no homework, no questions, no job. Um, so I really, I really want folks that can come in and answer the, the why question, why shift or why this job? Uh, 
you know, and not having an answer for that just to me doesn't feel like it's acceptable. Um, it is a two-way street. We, you know, we we want them, they want us, right? Or or vice versa. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's you know, it's the research, it's the amount of time, it's the thoughtful uh, responses that that really you know share show how much a, a candidate cares. And then you know the other the other one for me is just talking down about employers. I I think it's it's you know it's just shows a a lack of awareness. So even though maybe it wasn't the best situation for the candidate, they should still you know package it appropriately and not talk negatively about a former employer. Yeah, I mean for me, I would I would look at it as a, a an opportunity to you know, talk about the challenges and, and what I, what I overcome or what I even learned from, from that situation. Let's talk about the, uh, the culture at shift. Um, what can someone expect if they do land a job there uh, as far as the day-to-day -day culture and over the course of their career there? Yeah. So culture is something that we spend a lot of time talking about at shift. Um, we, we are constantly grooming the culture, um, and what, what we realize is that every hire that we make at shift is the next piece of the puzzle to our culture. Um, and, and our goal to create this inclusive culture means that we need to enable our people to, to do all of the things that they want to do, you know, at shift, you know, in, within reason, um, you know, as it relates to the way that we want to operate and, and as well as our core values. So our core values being bring your A game, deliver amazing customer experiences, everyone's an innovator, and have fun and embrace your team. You know, we've, we've created this culture where learning is, is, is sought after. So this culture of learning where people are really focused on opportunities to grow in both their careers as well as personally and create relationships. Um, you know, we, we really value the, the folks that, that come to work every day, really switched on, have grit, and, you know, want to really get after it every day um it's it's a it's a culture that um you know really thrives on you know every person that comes here um and and so um it's it's you know how we walk how we talk and and, and ingrained in, in everything we do culture is obviously a number one as it relates to you know people joining a company and hopefully seeing their career progressing and believing in what the company does and their mission but it's still fun to learn about the perks of a company. So what, uh, what types of perks do you guys offer? So we, you know, if you walk around our office, I think it looks very much like most startups uh, in the Boston or San Francisco area. So we've got lots of uh, healthy food and drinks kicking around the office, bevy, grind, lean box, snacks galore. Um, we do uh, a monthly happy hour, uh, which is always unique and different. We do a unique, cultural event uh, every month as well. And that's uh, derived by our A-team. Um, the other thing that's really a, a unique program for us is, has been our wellness program. Um, that's something that, that uh, given our location, we've, we've been able to expand and do some unique things. So within our wellness program, we have Riverwalk Yoga, uh, which, which we do literally right out uh, the, behind the, the building here. Uh, mm -hmm. Right on the Charles River, uh, we have a skydiving club. We have, uh, yeah, we have a we have a a a, a Spartan race club this year. Uh, so we're going to be doing the Spartan race uh, this weekend. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, and then and then I think beyond that, it's just it, it's an overall healthy environment. I mean, the the space, the health tech space that we're in, 
you know, really promotes, uh, you know, healthy actions. Are there any companies in the Boston area? Obviously, Shift is doing a great job with building a great employment brand and scaling, growing. Are there other companies that you think are doing a good job as well? Yeah, I, I've been really impressed with the work that Keith's doing over at Drift. Um, Keith and, and David seem like a really powerful, you know, uh, force to be reckoned with. And been watching a lot of what they're doing um, and, and really impressed with uh, how connected they are, how aligned they are, uh, both from a brand perspective, but also just an overall initiative perspective. It's not just Keith pounding the pavement. You've got David, you've got Brian, you've got all of the different department heads out, you know, looking for, for, you know, their folks as well and partnering with Keith. I think it's, it's, it's the classic textbook example of great talent acquisition. Yeah. Well, lucky for our listeners, Keith is one of our uh, guests on season one of this podcast. Lucky for the listeners. So he shares his words of wisdom as well. All right, Michael, thanks so much for taking the time and sharing your own words of wisdom. I always like to end things with the opportunity to promote something. So the mic is yours. So we are, we are hiring like crazy uh, and we want to continue to do that. So if you're listening to this and intrigued by the conversation, you know, please, please reach out to me or Prince, who's the, who's the other recruiter here at Shift. Um, Likewise, we are hiring a, another technical recruiter on my team, so we are going to see some significant growth over the course of uh, 2018 and 2019. So let's get ready. Here we go. Sounds like a plan. Of course, you can check out Shift's openings on their biz page on Venture Fizz. Uh, as a closing, I'd like to suggest to our audience that if you found this podcast interesting, please make sure you subscribe so you'll get future episodes. I alluded to Keith from Drift as one of our um, guests and we have several others that are coming up so you don't want to miss any of them also please consider leaving us a five-star review it definitely helps plus share our podcast with all your friends and colleagues in the industry every little bit definitely does help us out uh, in closing don't forget to check out shifts openings thanks for listening we'll see you guys later take care that's our show thank you for listening to propel your career forward, go to VentureFizz.com, where you can visit our biz pages for a virtual tour of Boston's fastest-growing companies, check out our job board for listings of over 2,000 positions, and read about the latest in Boston's tech scene. Last but not least, please remember to subscribe to Career Inspiration by VentureFizz on iTunes, your podcast player of choice. And if you like it, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Have a great week, and no matter what, keep moving forward.